The Last Jedi. It's been discussed endlessly, but why not do it one last time? The discussion to end all discussions. Last Jedi in review and in discussion. Then we talk about our Star Wars Episode Nine expectations. Are we as hype as we were for The Last Jedi? Probably not. Let's take a look into that. And we're going to talk about the Star Wars things we're looking forward to most, whether it be TV show, whether it be movie, whether it be video game. We're going to dive into that a little bit as well. This is the Force Vision Podcast. And welcome to the very, that's right, very first ever Force Vision Podcast, a podcast about Star Wars. I, as always, am your host, Max Leadum, a.k.a. Max Fozzie, a.k.a. Darth LaDominator, here, your host for the, to- for the show today, and I have a couple guests with me as well that I'm excited to dive into all things Star Wars. On my left, Tanner Rush. Tanner how do we feel to be on the Force Vision podcast today? Oh, so happy. You could be a little more encouraging with that, <laughs> but... No, because I know it's coming. You Well, okay, <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Uh, and across the table for me, an esteemed gentleman, Star Wars expert, Timothy Reichmith. Tim, third podcast now that we've been doing together. I feel like we're forming a real bond. Oh, I agree. Um, first of all, I've never been called an expert, so thank you very much. Um, but I, I think I'm becoming a seasoned veteran at this. We'll see mm. how this goes. We're definitely warming up to all this, so uh, I'm very excited to dive into The Last Jedi and all this other thing. The couple other things we wanted to discuss today. Guys, Force Vision, right off the bat, it's going to be a podcast about Star Wars, obviously. We're going to go over movie reviews. We're going to talk movie news. We're going to talk about TV, the TV shows coming soon, books, comics, games, anything that interests us with Star Wars. We're going to try and discuss here on this podcast. All you have to do is subscribe to the Cinemaxtic Podcast on almost all of your favorite podcast apps. Just find us at Cinemaxtic. You can send us your thoughts, questions, topics, whatever it may be, to cinemaxticpod at gmail, or tweet us at cinemaxtic. Various ways for you to get a hold of us. Please follow us on any platform you can find us. Hit that subscribe button. Tell your friends about these podcasts. Tell your friends that we're doing an exclusive Star Wars podcast over here. I would love to have you as a listener, because we're just having a blast doing this thing. This has been a lot of fun. So, we're going to get right into it, guys. I know it's a topic that has been dissected and ripped to shreds millions upon millions of times, but I have never had the opportunity to finally say what I think about The Last Jedi in a thorough, complete form. Guys, The Last Jedi, let's do this thing. Okay, right off the bat, I don't like... The Last Jedi. I don't. I, I don't think that's a shocker to anyone here. I don't like The Last Jedi. I, I saw that's it, a hot take. I saw it. You know, it is. I saw it once, and I just I didn't like it right off the bat. And as the weeks went on, I didn't like it even more. And then I saw it a second time, and I thought that I liked it after the second time. I thought maybe I missed things. And it turns out, as the time went on again, nope, I still don't like the movie. Tim, do you like The Last Jedi? Well, uh, I would say it's probably the most perplexing Star Wars movie out there. At first, I loved it. I was like, oh, this is great. The uh, the FX is awesome. The your mom jokes. <clears throat> oh, man, I was, I was laughing in my seats. It was, uh, it was awesome. Actually, I went to see it the night of, and... Uh, AMC double booked my seat, so I got a, a front row seat. So uh, my neck was definitely hurting afterwards. So overall, I saw it again, and I did not like it at all. Yeah, Tanner. Well, I I'm the odd man out here because I loved it. Um, obviously, we're going to get into the problems that it has, which I will mostly agree with. But uh, it's you know in my Top five Star Wars movies, yep. not top three, but I admire that you're able to see the differences 
the uh, the difficulties, the the bad parts of this movie, but still come away with a movie that you enjoy. And I think that's what a lot of people see in The Last Jedi. Is it a Star Wars movie that you absolutely love? A lot of people say yes, but for reasons being that, hey, I enjoyed it as a story in a contained movie. I, I, I enjoyed it. And I could probably agree with that uh, on some instances. As as a, a one movie, I would probably say I enjoyed it. I, I I would I would like it much more. In the entire span of the series, though, is where I have a lot of difficulty saying I enjoy it. I felt there were so many character decisions here that I did not agree with. There were so many un Star Wars like things that I did not agree with. And from someone who loved Force Awakens, I felt like they took everything I was looking forward to and took the easy way out, not even the easy way out, took the way out that was subverting expectations to an extent that was too far. I think when you get so many mystery boxes or so many events set up from The Force Awakens, you have to realize there's fans who love that movie, and with that, I'm going to take some things and and continue that storyline, and with other things, I'm going to shut it down and do a little bit of a shocking twist. Ryan Johnson, with literally every single thing I was looking forward to, either didn't touch on it or ended any exciting speculation that had to do with that. Yeah, I think the the biggest problem, I don't know if it starts with all of the theories going up and up to the release of the movie where, you know, who was raised parents, what was going to happen, what was Luke going to do. Um, there are some really in-depth theories that, I, as a fan, was looking forward to. And then once the movie is released, they completely ignore everything. So I don't know if it was just the build-up to the movie. I had such high expectations, and when I actually saw it, it just came crumbling down. Um, I do agree that it is a good standalone movie. If you completely cut ties from the Star Wars universe, it's a good movie. I, I enjoyed the, the story. Um, but when you throw it in the Star Wars universe, I, I don't think it's very Star Wars-esque. Um, so... Mm-hmm. I I think it is the most interesting Star Wars movie mm-hmm. um, because it's the only Star Wars movie that questions what it means to be a Star Wars movie. It's about um, it's a stress test of the saga, figuring out what's what's really what's really strong about it. So there's some weirdness. There's some bending an outright breaking of certain elements, but I think it's uh, a shot in the arm after seven, which I do love, but I think played it a bit safe. I think that's where... And I think Star Wars is going to be all the better for it. But I think that's where they they miss... Ryan Johnson took a, took a risk that I felt like was unnecessary. I don't go to Star Wars movies for intense storytelling dramatic storytelling and artsy and I, I mean that and I don't mean that in a negative way I love indie films and all these very artistic films I don't go to Star Wars movies to see them for that though that's not what I see Star Wars movies for I see it for the fan service I see it for the bloodlines I see it for all that maybe some of the macho stuff that comes with Star Wars you know badass Jedi's Force powers, lightsabers, the wars in general, the Force, all of these things. That's what I go and see a Star Wars movie for. And that's where I feel like the mark was missed completely on the movie. And I commend Ryan for taking risks here. He has every right as a filmmaker to do that. And anyone who hates Ryan for what he did with The Last Jedi, it's wrong. You can disagree with him. You cannot like the movie. But Ryan was given a task to make a Star Wars movie, and he did that. He did just that. There was no particular direction that they told him he had to follow, and he did what he wanted to do, and I commend him for it. However, I just thought it was the wrong turn in every way. We look at all the mystery boxes from Force Awakens. We're talking who are Rey's parents. We're talking who are the Knights of Ren. What happened to Kylo? Who is Snoke? how did Maz get that lightsaber? What's Luke been up to? Is Luke super powerful? Is he really, really strong right now? What's what's happened between this span of time, between 
the the ending of the the main trilogy to what's going on right now all of these mystery boxes guys totally and utterly shot down by ryan johnson and that's his artistic choice but ray's parents she's no one luke what's he been doing on that island what's he been doing traversing the galaxy to find this place he's just been finding a place to go to be depressed and mope around on an island apparently and not use the force so that's not epic and cool at all um which which is what he's going for which is fine but i didn't find that interesting at all uh how did ray get that lightsaber we still don't know we don't know what happened there and that's not fair maybe episode nine will cover that but nothing knights of ren who cares they aren't in the movie they're mentioned once who cares? Snoke, dead immediately. Not immediately, but dead at the end of the movie there. We don't get any backstory there. Why is he a giant man dressed in a gold robe in a, in a throne room in control of this entire freaking empire-esque thing in the First Order? Don't know. Don't care. He's dead. I, I was just put off by all those decisions because I just felt like he was totally oblivious to the fans who really cared to know what those things were, and he didn't care and decided to, to treat it with his own thoughts in mind, not maybe what other people would want with that movie. And you can agree or disagree if that's a totally okay or not. Go ahead. I liked all of that. Okay. <laughs> the thing. Uh, with Seven, I thought uh, Ray's mystery parents... Uh, it felt like it was being set up as a red herring. And I think J.J. Abrams actually had no intention of answering that one way or the other. He was just putting it out there to see what would happen. But it felt like like we don't need more uh, lost, you know, special hidden children in Star Wars. I think it's more impactful for Rey to come from nothing and to make herself into a hero um and with snoke i know a lot of people are like you know what's his backstory but i mean in episodes four and five i mean obviously those movies all came out before we were even born so we don't really we can't approach it the same but i mean was anyone wondering like what was you know emperor palpatine's backstory and in episode seven um the mystery regarding him, that's purely on the audience side. Like, everyone in the movie talks about him like, they're like, oh, yeah, that's just, no, we know him. There's no question actually posed by the movie regarding him. That's just all fan speculation. And I guess, I mean, that's unfair to say that people wouldn't be interested in it. But from my perspective, I wasn't. He just seemed like Emperor 2.0. I'm like, let's get him out of here. Let's just focus on Kylo Ren. He's way more interesting. And then so his death in episode eight was very satisfying for me. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I, I can agree with that. I, I think overall the biggest thing is the character development and the lack thereof. Um, I'm fine with them killing off Snoke and not holding the, knowing the whole backstory to him. But I mean, if, when you look at characters like Poe and Finn and Hux, um, and Phasma, they they didn't really develop their characters that much. And in some regards, I would think they kind of ruined Finn a little bit because he didn't expand upon what they built up in the first one. I don't know what his role is exactly in the movie, cause, or in I mean in the, the trilogy, because the first two movies, he's basically running away. Um, I know towards the end of The Last Jedi, he's trying to sacrifice himself, but it's all for nothing. And Poe is just kind of sitting aside the entire movie I mean, he's not, you know, using his piloting skills um, outside from the beginning when he, you know, cracks a few jokes. Um, I think that was a big, big misstep on Ryan Johnson's part was, um, this is kind of like a weird hot button issue recently with the community. Uh, through no fault of Kelly Marie Tran, um, I think did a fine job acting. I just didn't care about Rose as a character. And I think it was a big uh, mistake to separate Finn and Poe. Um, Poe could have just done what Rose did. and You have those two doing stuff. Um, build on their relationship. Yeah, and again, I feel like that comes back to what how Ryan treated the characters. I don't believe it was his intent, but 
it comes off like he's disinterested in a lot of the things that these characters are supposed to be. A Finn gets sent on a side subplot that I honestly could not have cared less. That's probably the main reason I don't watch The Last Jedi very often is because there's a 40-minute segment there of just stuff I could care less about, the casino planet and everything. I just don't care. I, I don't care. As a matter of fact, I'm not even sure... Oh, yeah, they're looking for a code breaker or hacker or something like that, which would have been a great place to maybe put Lando in there, but they decided to go with uh, Del Toro. Um, but I just felt like that was a disregard for the characters again. Finn and Poe. Finn, Finn and Poe are not together in this movie pretty much at all. Poe has not much to do. He doesn't have much to do the entire movie. Uh, Finn and Rose, and I agree. I think Kelly, Kelly Marie Tran did an excellent job with what she was given. She was given something to do and she did it well, but I didn't, again, I didn't care about that character at all. I didn't care about that character arc. I thought that was a pointless character. It just didn't seem to add anything to the movie other than like a mopey love plot. Well, I think she did. And this is kind of a larger problem with the, the Finn, the resistance side of their stuff um it all there's an intention behind all of it it's all doing something but it doesn't do it particularly elegantly like i would say the last jedi is a very clumsy movie yeah um and Ro, uh, rose it, it's part of finn's character arc in that um which there is one but it's not necessarily um, verbalized, I guess. There's sure. not like a, a come to Jesus moment for him or Poe at the end of the movie when yeah. you know they've basically gotten ninety percent of the resistance killed through their <laughs> shenanigans. <laughs> like they've all, they, you know, Finn learns to. So I would say in episode seven, right? Finn's arc is to care about something other than him. And that's uh, Ray. So in episode eight, he's trying to get away from the resistance to warn Ray. And then he learns in episode eight that it's even bigger More. than just him and his friends. It's this idea. It's the resistance itself yeah. that he learns to care about. And Rose helps teach him that. Uh, but of course, the consequences of that journey aren't necessarily acknowledged, which I think is a problem. I, I yeah, they're. Yeah, and I'm I'm in agreement there. There it, there is an yep. issue there, and I don't know exactly. I mean, honestly, I don't even know what's going to happen with these the the Rose's character in Episode Nine either. I don't understand like how they're even going to put her in that. It's there is so many moments at the end there where I thought Rose could have died or Finn could have died or there could have been a dramatic moment there that could have been appreciated, and just that whole dynamic of their relationship kind of kaputed that and. You can, I mean, I don't think Finn should have died. I would have liked Finn to keep going on, but yeah, that would have been a great place for Rose to die, um, and that would have been made me care about the character way more. Honestly, I, I know that sounds bad, but like I would have cared about Rose's character way more because that would have been a hey, this isn't a love story of Poe. I mean, of Finn and Rose. You know that kiss at the end. It's Rose finally driving home to Finn that there's more than just Ray uh -huh. at stake here, and her death would have cemented that. Like Finn just saw someone he right. knew this entire time, and she was gone in a blink of an eye because of this thing, and that would have woken him up more. I feel like to this whole cause, it would have been a huge character turning point. Now it's going to be some sort of weird love triangle, because I think Finn has something for Ray and. I don't know if they'll ever touch on that, but there's clearly an attraction between Finn and Ray, as it was mentioned in episode seven. And I don't want to hear any, I don't want to see any sort of thing that revolves around like a love triangle or even, I don't think that will be the case, but even so any sort of joke of Rose being jealous of Finn, like showing Ray attention, you know, there, that might be something they could easily touch on. And I hope oh. that's not the case. Oh yeah. I really, I could see, I could see some sort of laugh moment where like, I don't know, Finn says something you, and Rose gets upset. or well, if You don't want a little Twilight thing with Team Jacob? Yeah. And I mean, if there's any love triangle in the works, it's going to be her, Finn, and Kylo Ren. Yeah. 
I think there's some things. There's some, uh, but some love bending there. I'd in like, the force. I'd like to see things. Oh, yeah. I never thought Finn and Kylo would go together, but I could see it, that yep. happening. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would be interesting. That, I mean, their I their little duel at the end of Episode Seven is it's very erotic. If you <laughs> the the way that uh, the lightsaber up the spine just ooh tingly, you know? Oh yeah, it's that's really the, that's uh, the move. It's a good, it's it's a good burning sensation. Yeah, yeah. But honestly, my main issue with this whole movie, and probably the whole series at this point, and I've said this before, where the series stands right now with what the events of the first two movies, what happened, if I was asked, would you rather have Luke, Leia, and Han in this trilogy, or would you rather not, at this point, I would say, I would rather they had not been in this. I'd rather they would have been let be, because if... Right now, they're going to call Episode Nine the cap of the Skywalker saga. What in this trilogy drives home that this really has much to do with the Skywalkers? It's annoying to me. Kylo Ren. Well, Kylo Ren's a solo. He's a solo. Yeah, they drove that home in Episode he's Seven. Just that he's just as much of a. Yeah. He's more Skywalker than Solo. I I disagree. I felt I was about to say I think he's clearly more Solo, more of a relationship with his dad than he's got those. Skywalker anger issues. He yeah. does. He does. But he, it's his last name is Solo. It's not Skywalker, right? And I feel like one, if it's a Skywalker saga, if this main character should should be a Skywalker. And Kylo Ren is not a main character. He's the main villain, but he's not the main character, which would have been interesting. That would have been an interesting take in this whole trilogy if Kylo Ren, a bad guy, was the main character. I mean. Isn't he though? Him, I he think him and Ray. Him, him I mean, he, he practically. Him and Ray have yeah. like a kind of That's, a. But I'm disappointed about it too because I think Ray. I love the character of Ray, and again, I felt like Ray was treated like a side character in this movie almost. I but, feel like a lot of the characters were treated like side characters. Her story, Ray's story, was clearly, clearly weaker than Kylo's in this thing. So much weaker. Um, I, she Ray, definitely got more screen time. Than she him. got well. She got more screen time, but her story. What do I? She went to an island for three days, didn't learn anything from old Master Skywalker. Leaves, goes and wrecks shop with Kylo. Which again, I'm not to be a. She has no training, uh, nerd. <laughs> but I mean, you look at the whole universe here, and she has never been trained. And I understand. Yeah, she had the whole bow staff or whatever on that thing but that doesn't mean she's like i mean unless she's taking serious serious martial arts trainings while she was on jakku which i doubt she has You're known for the martial arts hey man she, you you try living out on the mean streets and yeah. you're, you're gonna pick up some staff skills it, well, you're gonna pick up some staff skills but are you gonna be able to kill trained guards that were handpicked by snoke to defend him on day like eight of having a lightsaber, you're just going to be able to dance around and slaughter these guys like it was nothing to walk away without a scratch. I don't think if so. I may quote <laughs> the um, highly forgettable Chirrut Imwe from Rogue One. <laughs> please, please all, quote him. All is as the Force wills it, Max. Yeah, that's that's a good point. Um, I didn't like Rogue One either, so I'm not. <laughs> yeah, I, was, I wasn't a huge fan of that one. Uh, but that's that's the the thing that's annoying me though is I don't feel like this is about the Skywalkers. And again, that's the main that's one, the main draw for this whole universe to me in the first place is Luke Skywalker is alive and is here. But you know, Han was more of a main character than any of them. He was a more main character than any of them. That's great. I love Han. I love Han's character. I was really hoping Luke was going to have his comeuppance here and be, um, you know, be a, a big major player. But if we look at the whole broad span of things, Han was the main character of Episode Seven. Leia was hardly in Episode Seven. Episode and Luke was obviously in it for thirty seconds. Episode Eight, Leia is in it in the beginning. Gets knocked unconscious till about the final act. She doesn't have much to do in this movie. There's a cool scene there where she does the Force Mary Poppins thing, and Kylo and her have a little connection. That was unique, but mostly nothing to do with this movie. Luke is in scenes, obviously, is in the movie there at the beginning, <laughs> but he's... If you look closely. If, if you, can, you can spot him. If you, if you, if you don't have to freeze frame here and there, but you can spot him. Uh, he's in the movie, but for the first 35... 40 minutes of the movie, 
he's not doing anything that you were really hoping Luke Skywalker would do. I've waited my whole life for this in the CGI era to see some really cool Luke stuff. And I got Luke drinking milk out of an alien titty. And that was then the whole thing. He does some weak training. Doesn't even really take the time to do it. Ray leaves. And when Ray leaves, Luke has one last scene with Yoda. And then he's gone for 45 45 minutes of the movie. Gone. And not to be not to be seen or heard of. So he's basically treated like a side character. Not only is he treated like a side character, his story arc in the movie is so like other than that Yoda scene, it's just like it's come train me, no, come train me, okay. Train me, I'm leaving, gone. Yoda, which is a great scene with Yoda and him, that was the best scene of the whole damn movie. But at the same time, in that quote from Yoda is, we are what they grow beyond. And to me, that line right there was Ryan Johnson just saying, like, hey, Luke's not that special. Luke's not that special. We are, they're just what we, they are what we grow beyond. So Ray and all them are, they're the next people in this story. And what's, I find that that's fine, but why are you calling it the Skywalker saga and utilizing these characters, these classic characters, as just ways to drive your story forward. And I didn't, that's what I don't appreciate most about it. I feel like they're being used to drive a different story forward rather than being treated like the all-time epic characters that they are. Um, sorry, I missed all that. <laughs> What's that? You, oh, sorry. I missed yeah. Can you repeat that? Let me just well, repeat it. So, um, obviously, Episode Nine isn't out yet, so we're only seeing part of the picture at the moment. We don't know how big of a role Luke still has yet to play, which we True. know he will. He's been confirmed to be in the next movie. Um, whether or not that's a just ghost, a force man. ghost that he occasionally does up to give a pep talk. Uh, but like I said, Kylo Ren is still a Skywalker. Yeah, and, and, you know, J.J. could walk back the whole raise parents come from nothing thing and make Marriage her aid. like... Marriage aid. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what a terrible name, but I would love that. But um, I would. I don't even care. I, I love it. Know where I'm going with this? Mm. Well, you were talking it, about like walking back Ray's parents and whatnot, and and just like kind of walking back literally everything I Ryan mean, Johnson so undid. So it might not necessarily have Luke Skywalker in it anymore. Uh, but uh, his legacy. Oh god. What grows beyond him is just as much uh, sure. a part of you yeah, as but that's I that's you know the story again I I will say this the story itself would it would be much better if Luke didn't die. Number 1. I agree or died in a different way. He's one with the I, d- force. I don't even want him to, He's one even, with the force. Didn't even wish See, he died. I understand. He's one with the force. He's but one in the force. One is with the him. force and now we get him as a force ghost and he's probably going to show up in that like can a, th- a 3 minute scene. I'm enlightening. He's going to be in like a 3 minute scene and we all know it. I'm not probably. getting my expectations back up again. But I I'm perfectly fine with them using them as transition into a new generation of, you know, Jedi and help attract more fans because I mean the majority of the fans are going to be the people who grew up watching Star Wars and this is a good transitional period for that I don't like that they killed off Luke I think they could have done a much better job and I would have respected their decision Um, but I think they should have kept him around for another movie but to kind of go back because you said earlier that you didn't think Kylo Ren was the main character right no, I, I, I suppose I really didn't mean that. I mean, Kylo Ren is practically a main character. So I, I, think the, I think the whole focus of this movie was to develop Kylo Ren and give you more of a backstory about him. And in a way, removing Snoke allows them to do that. Because with Snoke overshadowing him, you don't really care about Kylo Ren as much as you would and about Snoke. I think that's the same thing with Luke and Rey. We're never going to quite care for Rey as much if Luke is still in the picture always. If he can come in and save the day, there's no stakes. That is true. And, I mean, I under I understand that. It's just, uh, I <laughs> again, it comes back to... Luke can save the day, and he doesn't necessarily have to be all-powerful. But I want to see him stronger and cooler than what we last saw him as. You'd think 
I mean, I said this before. How are you as a diehard Star Wars fan like Ryan Johnson says he is? How are you going to have this infinite sandbox of what you could potentially do with Luke? And what you decide to do with him is make him a hermit on an island who doesn't even ignite a lightsaber, really, other than the Force projection across the galaxy, which, you know, that is a cool power. I just, I, I don't mind this, I don't mind this movie that much at all if Luke lives. And that's where I think the huge, huge failing really happened is Luke died and I didn't we don't even really get to see Luke again we didn't even really get to know him who he is again and that was the biggest bummer to me and that's and again you can say that's perfectly fine but that's where it comes back to me is I would rather him not have been in the movie I would rather it just been Ray Kylo but no relations and they're just going straight forward with these new stories I would have preferred that more maybe stories of the old characters but not to further the new character's plot. But if they didn't include those characters at all, I think we'd be having a different discussion as to why they're not even in the story. Right. You that either got to set it well, maybe far not. enough in the future to where they'd just be dead. Well, maybe. Well, Yeah, that's what I was saying. Like, I'd rather them just have been gone or don't even call it a Skywalker trilogy. Skywalker trilogy ended with the, the, uh, Jedi, uh, the Return of the Jedi. Ended with that. Don't touch on it. Because right now, where we're sitting is we had a great, triumphant, happy ending with a badass Luke, and everyone rides off into the sunset. And so far, these movies have brought Han back to kill him, brought Luke back to kill him, and yeah, you could, you could be damn sure that they were going to kill off Leia, probably. And if they didn't kill off Leia, they're going to have to now, because she's, unfortunately, rest in peace, Carrie Fisher is not around. So th- they brought back these characters from a very happy ending into a movie and they've killed them but so far. Everyone's story ends with them dying. If you tell it long enough. Exactly. And that's what I'm saying is like, I wish they just wouldn't have touched on it. I wish they would have just left Luke and Leia and Han B let us. They, they died of old age and here's some cool things they did as when they died or the, throughout their lives before they died. I'm that's what I would have rather preferred. I would have rather preferred that they take chances on new characters and not put ones I care so deeply about in the line of fire to make, like, oh, Ray is the main character of this thing now, and to prove that, we're going to kill Luke. I don't I don't buy that. That's something I, I do not dig. Because I don't think... I, I totally disagree with the entire idea of Luke in this story to begin with. I don't think anything about it is his arc, is who he is as a character. He, we, we, at the end of the Return of the Jedi, he throws his lightsaber away and says he's not going to kill anyone, uh, not going to kill his dad, even though he sees dark side in him, he knows there's light there and he's not going to kill him with Palpatine right over his shoulder. Arguably the, most evil Sith of all time, right over his shoulder, you know, tempting him to do it, and he still throws away his lightsaber. And that's what annoys me, is that that we had that arc, and now the main arc of Luke again is that he's wanting to kill people because he thinks they're bad guys, and he does it for a second, thinks, I'm going to kill this, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kill my nephew. And I don't know why I did a southern hey. accent there, but he did it, he wanted to do it, and then he puts the lightsaber away and that just to me is the total opposite of Luke's character. So we've talked about this before. Um, Last week. A little. Well, that specific thing. Um, you know, just the nature of um, character flaws and overcoming them. I don't think that him, as he puts it in the movie... I don't remember how he puts it. Like, just this fleeting instance of, like, an instinctual, like, oh, I need, I might need to <laughs> kill this kid. Um, but I might, I might need to kill this kid. Clearly, he, he says he instantly, he instantly regrets it. He instantly is overcome with great shame because he knows he's better than that. Um which he is, and he continues to be, and but that's just that's just a very human thing. Is you can have these moments of 
overcoming something, but that doesn't mean the uh, the temptation is gone forever. And I, I mean, I understand that, but and I it doesn't nullify. But you don't. You his don't past watch... triumphs to have moments of weakness. Those things don't cancel each other out. I, I mean, I, I, I agree, but I think it's. I mean, him igniting a lightsaber right over his nephew's head is essentially like a drug user being clean for 29 years and then, like, taking a shot of heroin is essentially the equal of someone igniting a lightsaber. Luke's equal of that is igniting a lightsaber wanting to kill someone. Maybe if he was like, there was times where I saw darkness in him and I wanted to end it, but I never did anything. That's different. I think that's a moment of weakness that he still has these temptations. But when he, like, straight up goes evil and ignites his saber and you see what he looks like and then he even though he puts it back away that's that's in kylo's telling of the story though yeah so we're seeing it through his lens and he's obviously got a very skewed perception of it yeah i just i i I just you know we we had that to me we had that arc and i would have preferred to see something different from luke's perspective from luke's from luke's story this time well i think that's kind of the point though to what? put you in Ray's shoes, I think the intent was, uh, in you know, we can debate whether or not this was the right move, I guess. But um, I think you're supposed to be disappointed in Luke Skywalker movie. In the and beginning. I hate that so much. <laughs> yeah. I hate that. I don't want to be disappointed in Luke. Like, that's... You're, that's where I'm getting so worked up about it, is that you are taking Luke and damaging him again to further the story that you want to tell and I just don't I don't agree with it. I I am not in the group of people who wanted a shirtless ripped Luke Skywalker who just <laughs> serves the saves the day or whatnot all the time. I think that's cool that he has the ability all these I wish I would have seen all these different abilities he's learned and I would have much rather preferred to see a badass sage Jedi Luke who hasn't been hiding away as a hermit on an island. He's rather been maybe gathering artifacts for something he needed to do, knowing Kylo had a growing anger in him that was stronger than even Kylo understood. The Deadly Hollows. The Deathly Hollows, exactly. And uh, he he was on that island to train and to get better or something like that for something that was coming. I would have re- much rather preferred it. It would have been much more cool Star Wars for me and again, I think the whole thing is he tried to get too artsy with it, and I didn't, I didn't appreciate it. And that's where the backlash is coming from. You can say what you want about Force Awakens backlash. There is not a doubt in anyone's mind. The Force Awakens, I would say, was liked by 85% of the audience. Genuinely was happy with it. 15%, oh, it was a rehash of A New Hope or whatever. And you can say what you want about that. But there was a gen- genuinely pleased audience of The Force Awakens. I feel like there is some legitimate concern when I mean the last Jedi is is very renownedly renownedly split. People angry about it do not like that at all. Do not like the movie at all. Hate the movie and there's people who liked Force Awakens like myself. I loved that movie. Who come away from the last Jedi totally just I'm. I just don't want to do that. I don't want to. I'm not excited for the last. I'm not excited for episode nine. I'm still going to be there at midnight, but <laughs> I'm because I'm weak. All right. Yeah, I uh, agree with all of that. I mean, I I guess I can say that they they still have the chance to turn it around with the ninth movie because we don't know what their plan is. They they can completely do a 180 from this movie and. You know, kind of as Tanner mentioned earlier, uh, um, as Tanner mentioned earlier, though, it's kind of from Kylo's perspective. So, I mean, he's a tormented kid. You know, he's very dark and you know, gloomy. So I can see why it'd be perceived more as we're disappointed in Luke. In reality, it could be something. Yeah. Um, and I, I think that's just kind of to drive home, you know, Kylo's character and how much trouble he's kind of going through. So then we can better understand um, his specific issue. So he's not the main villain, but we can kind of sympathize 
and a little bit better. And Kylo's, I mean, Kylo's story is definitely one of the strong points of the whole thing. I love Kylo's progression here. He went from angry, bratty teenager in Force Awakens to someone with real depth and complexity to him in this movie. And uh, the whole kind of he's trying not to toe the line between being good and bad. He he wants to be on the dark side. He feel like that's right. Um, but but yeah, that was one of the better better parts. Um, I'm disappointed, though we didn't get to see the Knights of Ren at all in 8, I think maybe in 9. Well, maybe J.J. asked Ryan to leave them out because he was afraid he'd kill them off. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Maybe. He's like, can you just like not just totally retcon one of the things I did? I need to do something with 9. Um, I don't care what anyone says. There's no way J.J. isn't somewhat upset with some of the handling of those characters. I don't care. Have you put all that effort... JJ has been working on this, worked on that movie for like four years. I believe it was in 2013 or 20, it's even like 2011, 2012. Star Wars Episode 7 coming that this day. And JJ, I believe, was attached from the very beginning. He's been building this universe forever. And Ryan just straight up was like, nope, on like almost everything JJ set up. And again, you can maybe blame JJ for that, but. I do. Yeah, I know you do. I know you do. But. We got a lot to look forward to in episode nine. And when I say we got a lot to look forward to, I'm not sure what I'm looking forward to. I just hope... You're looking forward to more Star Wars. Yeah, that's it. Mm -hmm. I'm looking forward to a conclusion of this. I want to see what J.J. can pull off. I really hope he brings back the Ewoks. I think that's what oh, was God. really missing in the last That Jedi. was what we're missing, Tim. It's We need more Ewoks on this see, thing. The way you guys seem to feel about Casino Planet, that's, that's me with Endor. Hold on, you don't like Casino Jedi. Planet either. I don't mind Casino Planet nice. within context of itself. Nice. As I thought the deception. I thought the <laughs> the story you found about kind of the you know the what was it gun trading whatnot. I thought that was interesting how they were working for both sides because yeah. you kind of got into the economics economics of Star Wars a little bit. It muddies the. The morality yeah. of the universe a little it, it bit. It grazed the middle, so not everyone's good yeah. and not everyone's bad. Yeah. Um, I do think it would have been, on a personal level, maybe more interesting if, um, instead of it was this new casino planet, it was like uh, Coruscant. Yeah. Big location we've been, been to before gone. from like tied in with the... <laughs> Apparently Coruscant is gone. No, yeah. Coruscant's not gone. They, well... What was the planet though? In the ex in the extended um, thing, they thought in the ex in the behind the scenes, I believe they mentioned that one of the three planets is Coruscant, but it's not technically canon. No, well, that's not Coruscant. It I know that's, that's what like everyone thought. Favorite, in episode that's my seven. favorite planet. I was pissed. That was not one of the planets destroyed in episode seven. Coruscant is a giant city planet. I would have been so angry. But it would have been, I think, more in keeping with um, Ryan Johnson's kind of project his goal with episode eight to take um, a location that we are familiar with through the prequels and like, again, having Finn be like, Whoa, this is so cool. Yeah. And then having a character be like, yeah, but look deeper. <laughs> like, cause then that further reinforces the, the idea of reexamination yeah. in the audience. But if it's a new location, which Dubrovnik was a weird like medieval Europe town in Star Wars. I don't know. It seemed a bit too off for me. Which which town was that? Dubrovnik. It's in um Croatia. It's where they filmed King's Landing for Game of Thrones. Yeah. It's uh And it's, it looked like it's King's Landing in King of Thrones. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't good. Yeah. Although I've said, uh, not on record, but I think Star Wars The Last Jedi is a Star Wars movie for the Game of Thrones generation. Don't at me. Mm. Well, all right. <laughs> I don't well, know what that means. But... A, I don't know what it means either. <laughs> Our listeners can take that and run with it, my friend. They can. But all in all, I didn't like Last Jedi. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's what we'll come down to. I know Tanner enjoyed it. I think you're missing uh, the forest for I, the trees. I, You know, I watched Force Awakens so many damn times. I cannot even keep count. I've watched it so many times. I have seen The Last Jedi thrice. And You've seen it one more time Bryce. than I have. Yes, I have. 
somehow. <laughs> I think I kept I kept putting it in, hoping it was going to be a totally different movie. When I put, I was like, maybe it's maybe it's going to be everything I wanted this time. Um, maybe there's a shit. director's cut. No, it's cut. not. Oh god. Might I throw in real quick? Yes. If you haven't watched it, anyone who is listening hasn't watched it. At least on the Blu-ray, there is a behind-the-scenes feature called "The Director and the Jedi." Oh, I've it's heard of this. Like it's an hour and a half. It's a movie unto itself, but it's just kind of a documentary of the making of. I don't think it's going to change your mind about the movie, Probably not. but it might <laughs> put you a little more in the shoes of Ryan Johnson, um, his own insecurities with the decisions he's making. Um, they even have Mark Hamill in it saying, like, I disagree with this. <laughs> like, he says it oh, really? multiple times, yeah. No, because Mark Hamill happy. speaks for all of us. Yeah, which, I mean, I don't think his opinion should color your opinion of the No, movie, it shouldn't. But I think Mark Hamill is speaking. Mark Hamill, I think, first and foremost now, is a fan first before he is even a, or he's even an actor at this point, and... The guy was straight up saying to Ryan multiple times, like, I just, I straight up disagree with this. Yeah. I don't agree with this character choice at all. I don't think this is what Luke would do. When Luke Skywalker, I, is there anyone who knows Luke Skywalker better than Mark Hamill? The guy, George Lucas. George Lucas. Maybe George Lucas. And I would bet you right, I bet you right off the bat, George Lucas would agree with Mark. This is not what Luke would do. This is, this isn't something Luke, this is, Totally different from what Luke would do in this situation. I don't believe Luke would stay stuck on an island when he knows Han is dead and his Leia's in grave. His Leia, his sister's in grave danger. He wouldn't do that. I and uh, that's where Mark disagreed with him a lot. He's like, Luke is gonna jump up and go help his friends. He's not gonna stay on an island. And Ryan decided, no, that is what Luke's gonna do. And that's where the problem is. That mean, I mean, that's where it all comes down oh. to Luke again. I think if you reinvent what you decided to do with Luke, the story in the movie sets completely different with a lot of us. That's how major of a character Luke Skywalker is, and that's how important he was to a lot of us, and uh, we just didn't appreciate what was going on. You're still holding on. We'll never, ever, ever let go. (laughs) Must let go. I'm just going to ignore the trilogy at this point. I'm just going to watch the originals. What was the point of having the map to Luke? That's a good question. Um, the idea is, and, um, this idea is, uh, what people are trying to make up an excuse for, (laughs) for lazy storytelling, um, and just, again, blatantly ignoring- I don't think anything in The Last Jedi is lazy. Blatantly ignoring- The entire movie's like in space. (laughs) Blatantly- (laughs) On a spaceship. Ignoring another thing from why, where did this map from, why did Luke leave a map- and everyone's like, now, that was a hotly d- discussed question after episode seven. Why did he do that? Why did he leave a map? Why was it with Lars Van Tecco? What's going on here? And now, all those same people who maybe decided to like Last Jedi, like, it's not, it's, he didn't make a map to himself. We just, everyone tracked him. Everyone tracked himself to him. I'm like, so Luke didn't leave a map to himself, yet he says it's in the most unfindable place in the galaxy and someone was able to find him and uh, he was thinking he was hidden and it's just that, like, that's lazy to me. There's no, he just skipped over it, totally disregarded it and that was another thing, a major story element and it just totally... He could have dementia. So here's the, yeah, here's the dumb sure. thing about Star Wars <laughs> is that um, there's a lot of comic books, novels yet to be written to fill in the gaps. <sighs> and they will go in and they will slowly... I mean, I'm we had Rogue One. This, we am. had an entire spinoff movie just to explain why the Death Star was so easy to blow up. Yeah, Like, there's going to be material to fill in these gaps for you. It won't be in the movies, and maybe that's not satisfying. Yeah, But um, oh, there you go. Guys, I think this all comes down to one final thing, and that is I just don't like The Last Jedi. Uh, <laughs> this is for the fourth time. No, I agree with what you're saying, Tanner. And I, again, I, I feel like the the one thing we should rest our hats on here is we can't really judge The Last Jedi truly until we see the ninth episode. And this has been brought up by a couple of my friends who said, 
Empire would not have been treated as such a classic without the Return of the Jedi to round out the whole story. People wouldn't have been happy with it being so much darker and, you know, people dying or getting sealed in carbonite and getting arms chopped off. It would have not have been happy with that. Like, man, this is way darker and our character's getting messed up. People, I mean, by the way, Han was supposed to be dead. The carbonite thing, that was originally just supposed to kill him. Yeah. was the carbonite thing. So that is all a totally different movie treated totally differently without the round out of the whole trilogy with the return of the Je- return of the Jedi. So I'm not going to judge the last Jedi entirely just yet until I see episode 9 and see what JJ does to cap off all of these different things. I think it's important to remember at the end of the day that this is just a movie. It's movies everything to are me. important. <laughs> it's everything to and me, And they Tanner. mean a lot, not to belittle that, but, you know, the movie's not going to hurt you. Yeah. And uh, to go to either extreme on this, to act like it's destroyed Star Wars, or to act like it's the best movie ever made and it's flawless is silly, there's a lot of middle ground we can, we can come to and sit in without uh, a lot of the toxicity that you'll sure. see in online discussions. Yeah, and I agree. I think that's what we did just now. I think we had a very civil discussion. I'm not like, yeah. I'm not, I again, I gave Ryan all the kudos in the world for taking his risk. I just disagree with him. Guys, I think that's, I know we had a couple other things we were thinking about covering today, but I think we're going to save that for the next Force Vision podcast. It's been an hour. We've had a good, good long discussion here. It's been 50 mm-hmm. minutes. Yeah. Yep. We had a good long discussion about The Last Jedi, kind of getting our final thoughts out there. We might touch on it again. But for the love of God, I kind of want to leave this behind me now, guys. Uh, I want to drop this thing once and for all. And I hope this podcast finally gives me that freedom. I want to thank you guys so much for listening to the Force Vision. Um, we, I, I, this is my Star Wars podcast. This is one of the ones I was super excited to do right off the bat. So I'm very excited to do this. I'm very excited that Tanner and Tim were on board, guys. Did you enjoy your time here? Yes. Oh, absolutely. That's going to be your outro for every every one of them now from here on out. Tim? Yes. God damn it. Absolutely. Yeah. I had a, a fantastic There's so time. much more left to say. There but... really is. We might do a part two of this thing, honestly. Oh. There, we might do a part two of this. On uh, Let's actually do that. Sure. Let's do this part. Let's right call now? this part one. No, yeah, not right now. We're going to call this The Last Jedi Discussion Part One. And we're going to do a part two to round it out. Because I think there's a lot more to say, a lot more to discuss. So we're going to do a round two of this on our next Force Vision podcast here in a couple weeks. And we'll also dive into a couple other topics as well. We won't totally just discuss Last Jedi. We'll round that out in about 30 minutes, and we'll move on to some different topics and whatnot. Because I know there's a lot to discuss. Again, if you're listening to this, you can subscribe to us at many different podcast networks, many different podcast apps. You can send us emails to cinemaxtechpod at gmail.com and tweet us at cinemaxtech. I would love to hear from you all, your uh, criticisms, reviews, questions, answers, whatever you want. I would love to hear from you guys. We'll bring it up on our podcast for sure. Um, I think that's going to do it for the very first ever Force Vision podcast. Be on the lookout for more Cinemaxtech coming next week, and then we'll have another common room sometime this month as well. I want to thank my co-hosts again, Tanner and Tim, for being on board. Jordan Katzer on the ones and twos, knocking out knocking <laughs> out the production on these bad boys. I hope you guys are enjoying, and thanks again. Bye-bye. May the Bye. Force be with you. May the Force be with you.